The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Are you sick of idiots on the road? Well, so are we, which is why we'd like to give you all a few tips for driving in California. First, if you're slowing down to take a right turn, please, we beg you, move into the bike lane if there's no one there, of course. This is so that the cars behind you don't have to slow down. Second, if you're on the freeway, try and stay out of the right lane when people are merging. This streamlines the merging process and helps everyone to get to their destination faster. Finally, please don't get into the far left lane and then drive slowly. Don't be that person. Nobody likes that person. Thank you. You're listening to Get The Out. You're listening to Get The Out. Yo, you're listening to Get The Out. You're listening to Get The Out. What's up? You're listening to Get The Out. Yo, you're listening to Get The Out. You're listening to Get The Out. Uh, excuse me, it's Get The Funk Out. Right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, every Monday at 9. For more information on the show, you can visit the show blog at getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. That's right! Get the f*** out! All right, enough already. I get it. Yeehaw! <laughs> Hi there, you're listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine, and we are back with another very special guest. Luann Kahn is calling in. And I've got a copy of her book. I love this. It's called I Dare Me, an inspiring tale of how pushing yourself to try new things every day can change your life. So if you're in a funk, check it out. Hi, Luann. Hi, Jenny. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I love your book, I Dare Me. Oh, thank you so much. I love Get the Funk Out. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, you did that. You got the funk out. I did. <laughs> I did. It, it took me a year uh, first, but I did, and it was a great way to do it. Tell me, what were you going through at the time that, you know, you were kind of in this... Uh, funk? Yeah, funk. I really was. Everything was changing around me uh, at work. You remember 2009, the economy was tanking. Oh, yes. And there were a lot of changes, and the ground was moving beneath a lot of people that year. Right. And I'm a reporter at the NBC station in Philadelphia. I've been there uh, 26 years. Phew, long time. Ah, Congratulations. So, thank you. Yeah, it is something to survive. <laughs> but I really loved my job and loved my career, and all of a sudden everything around me changed. Technology changed. Um, people were losing their jobs. We were downsizing. Resources were being cut. I was being asked to adopt all this new social media, Facebook, and tweet, yes. and, and really work differently than I had ever worked before. Mm -hmm. And I was, I rejected all of it. I dug my heels in. And as a consequence, uh, in, in deciding not to move forward and not trying not to change, I was very unhappy. Sure. I didn't know how to get out of that funk. Mm -hmm. And I stayed there for about a year. That's a long time. Yeah, too long. And, um, and I am a cancer survivor, uh, a long-time breast cancer survivor and kidney cancer survivor. 
and I had my colon removed for ulcerative colitis. So, oh my gosh. while right, I had a lot of uh, medical crisis in history. I'm very mm-hmm. lucky to just be alive. Yes. So when I was in that funk that whole time, I'm like, I know this isn't good for me. Mm-hmm. I know it's not good for my head or my health. I have to get out of this because life's too precious to feel that bad for yes. that long. You're absolutely right. And it was your daughter who helped you? Exactly. So my my daughter was living in California. She had been going to USC. Uh, she had been working out there after school. She came home and she looked at me and she's like, what the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, I, I totally don't even tell. recognize you. What is going Aww. on with you? And when I told her, she said, you know, the mom I know would get up and do something about this. And I said, well, <laughs> what do you propose? Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, you should start a blog. I'm like, what's a You're blog? You're like, a what? <laughs> That's how far out of it I was. But um, she really bugged me because she was home for a few weeks. And uh, I finally, she said, I'm going to create a space for you, and you just need to start writing something. And so I came up with this idea of doing something new every day. Because I couldn't think of one thing that I would want to write about for a while. Of course, of course. So... And that's how it started. And I started with the polar bear plunge on uh, January 1st, 2010, running into the Atlantic Ocean. (laughs) I know. People like lunatic. Do you ever watch that video and you go, those people are crazy? Yes. Yes. I always watched it too and said, those people are crazy. But I knew I needed something really big and outside my comfort zone. Right start if I was really going to do this you know what and it's like you just had to shock yourself into you know this is the start of my new beginning here yeah and it was a shock but it was exhilarating I mean first of all and I and I write about this in the book I had a terrifying experience as a kid and don't like the ocean going into the ocean to begin with what happened well um when I was a I think I was about eight years old I got rolled in a huge wave and I (sighs) Swallowed a lot of water. Awful. That point on, decided, I don't like waves. I don't blame you. (laughs) And I carried that into adulthood. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what happens. So my husband laughed when I told him I was doing the polar bear plunge. He said, you don't go into the ocean in the summer. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So it really was a facing of fear, doing something I was really uncomfortable with, not to mention the cold, et cetera. Yes. And um, when I came out, I was like, Wow. I did something crazy, <laughs> and and I thought, okay, you know, you I go. survived that. Yeah, I survived that. I feel really good. I feel really proud of myself, I and it. I only had 364 firsts to go. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> right. Yeah, actually, no, it was a problem. I mean, it was not easy to come up with something every single day. And how did you? Well, it was a combination of things. Sometimes I, I had a working list, but the list was always too short. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I had friends and family who, once they realized I was doing this in earnest, they started giving me ideas. Thank goodness. You know, they'd always say, hey, have you ever, you know, walked across the Ben Franklin Bridge? Or have you ever been to that largest wooden slide in Philadelphia? You know, someone would always come up with something for me. That's great. And I love, uh, I'm looking at your book, uh, I Dare Me. By the way, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Luann Kahn. And I love this, Join the Venice Beach Drum Circle. Yes. 
I did quite a few firsts out in California. Um, when So I, I went out to visit my daughter, and, of course, vacations, if you get time off, are a great time to do kind of those bigger firsts you don't have time to do when you're, you know, you're working full-time and running around like I was. And we went to Venice Beach, and I, I heard the noise at night, that drumming. I'm like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And my daughter said, oh, that's the drum circle. And I said, okay, that sounds like a good first. Let's, let's go. She's like, Mom, are you out of your mind? <laughs> I know. So I ha- first of all, I had to go get a drum. I bought the cheapest <laughs> little drum I could find, a little $10 kind of tambourine thing. And then, I don't know, do you have experience with the drum circle? No. I mean, I think I've sat down once. You know, I, I have rhythm, but I don't know if I'd have the nerves. Well, first of all, it's a very, um, man, a lot of these folks in that drum circle yeah. are in their own world. I don't know what they're on, whatever right. it's on. It's good stuff. Right. <laughs> they are out there, and they are enjoying themselves, and um, some are dancing, and some are really incredible musicians, and some are just, you know, we're like me, just kind of thumping on a drum. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a great experience. It was kind of like an, an otherworldly experience. That is great. I love it. And uh, this one is hysterical. Audition for the roller derby? Oh, gosh, yes. I, you know, that was one of the... So one of the things I did, I had to do, was um, accept invitations. I literally just say yes to things, you know, <laughs> to do a first every day. And I believe this was an invitation to try out. And it was terrifying because I can hardly <laughs> roller skate. And, and these girls are... Tough. I mean, you know, you're going to get decked on that roller derby track. Right, right. Well, fortunately, I didn't go far enough to get decked. Oh, and, uh, I mean, I got the knee pads on and the helmet. And, I mean, these women were really tough. Oh, out. yes. And they gave me, some, you know, a few tips. And I, you know, you had to do things for the audition, like pick, skate on one leg. Really? That <laughs> 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 was like... I listen during the year. I had to give everything a go, so clearly I didn't mm-hmm. make it. I didn't make the cut. That's all right. I didn't make it to the first, you know, level. But, but it was okay. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was completely fine that I wasn't good at everything I tried. Of course, at least you tried it. You know, it's like I. I don't get a sense you walked away feeling, ugh, that's terrible. Why did I do that? You just tried it. And I met some incredible women who were there. Like there was a doctor there who wanted to be on the team, and an mm-hmm. architect, and a um, you know an EMT. And I was like, <laughs> it was such an eclectic, interesting group of women, and I enjoyed meeting them all. That was the other thing I found was, you know, as I did some of these firsts, I met just wonderful people. I'm yes. still connected with that I oh, would not so nice. have met. Right. I had not been on this journey. You know, um, that's, and you have to be brave and bold in life. You know, I went through a period where I was doing my uh, doctoral research, and I was in Boulder, Colorado, and I knew no one. And I went to something called the Boulder Boulder, and I wasn't really a runner. And it was, a, I think the smallest run was a 5K, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to sign up. You know, so I, I ran, I walked. I met, I met these women, these great women from Nebraska. I had never met anybody from Nebraska. And I went out to eat with them, and we had a great time. And then I met somebody else and more people. And, you know, do I love being alone? No, but I pushed myself out there, and it was, it was a great experience. Right, exactly. I mean, honestly, during my journey, I would try to bring friends 
with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them were like, you're crazy, you're on your own. <laughs> um, you know, like one day I went laser tag, I went to do a laser tag by myself, and I met this great, I met a 10-year-old who taught me how to laser tag, oh, and funny. her family. You know, one day I did um, the mud run, mm-hmm. and I couldn't convince any of my friends to go with me, so I went by myself. Oh, how funny. And this, this group of women, all of them who could be my, the age of my daughter, kind of adopted me on their team and really so got nice. me through those mud run obstacles, crazy things, you know, yes. crawling through the mud and going over a ravine on a log, <laughs> you know, <laughs> crazy stuff. And I still am in touch with them. You know, I, I, you bond with those people. Yes, and you do. I'm so grateful. It's just like you say, mm-hmm. if you can just get yourself there right. and say, okay, I'm just there, and whatever happens, happens. Yes. You will probably meet someone, even if you're shy. Even if you're really shy, you will probably find yourself talking to someone. Right. Did you find that you said, oh, I better train for the um, for, for these activities? I better train for the mud run? I better train to roller skate? Or you just said, forget it, I'm just going to yeah, go for no, it? no. I didn't train. Now, okay. if I'd really known what they were about, maybe I would have. Right. But I did not. No, I, I just I just went for it. That's great. Because when we overthink things, we get insecure. We, you know, backpedal, and you just have to go for it. Right. No, I think you make a really good point. Um, my only concern was that I would try something new. And so you're right. I couldn't think about it too much or I would back. I, you know, I'll tell you, I wanted to back out of that polar bear plunge, that oh, first bet. thing. I, as soon as I got there, I was like, this is a mistake. Mm-hmm. I want to back out. Yes, but you um, didn't. I mean, it was, I, but I'll I tell you another trick I learned was I told everybody I was going to do it. Oh, then you had to. Well, then you had, <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of do. Yes. I, you know, you, I mean, there's a certain amount of pride involved um, when you tell, and that's kind of one of my tricks when I know I'm kind of reluctant. I just tell everyone, I'm going to do this, and I know they'll help keep me accountable. That is so great. I have to call out some of these other ones, if you don't mind. Oh, go ahead. Parade and sing with the Barbershop Quartet. Were you a singer? Oh, well, I do like to sing, but I have to say that I haven't sung publicly probably since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And that was the other thing. I found myself doing a lot of things, and I still consider these first. If you haven't done it since you were a kid, (laughs) you know. Right. And I mean, when I was a kid, and I was in high school, yeah, I, I sang a little bit, um, but not as an adult. But what happened in that case, I have a, a cousin through marriage. Actually, they're divorced, but I still like the cousin. And he came to town, and he invited me to this barbershop quartet. Nice. And he said, I said, okay, but you have to help me come up with a first, because... I was doing something new every day, right. and he was great. He was game. He he helped. Uh, he included me in a little singing thing, or he taught me a few notes of what Cute. they were doing. And then the next day, we got to march with the barbershop quartet in the Independence Day parade, which is oh, huge in huge. Philadelphia. That is huge, and it was a blast. And I'm sure that I was out of tune. I, you know, I, I'm sure I was the worst singer. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Exa- exactly. You do have to 
take the you whatever attitude. Adopt a whatever yeah. kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you that the more I did first, the better I felt. That's you know, yes. my world just completely opened up, and and that is the thing about first. Like I, I think every time you do something for the first time, it's like dropping a pebble in this karmic universal pond where it creates energy. Uh, it creates possibilities that were not there before. Yes. And, you know, we're only held back by our own insecurities and limitations and the voices in our head that says, well, so-and-so said I can't do that, so why am I even trying? I mean, I'm not good enough. And you, and you just didn't let anything stop you. Right. And, and like I said, I, I think, um, yeah, we, we really do stop ourselves because we think we won't succeed at something. And I think the great thing about doing a year of first or incorporating first into your life is absolutely you know, the rule should be, it does not matter if I'm good at this. You're, yes. It's like going to the buffet of life. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great analogy. I like that. You know, you're going to taste everything, mm-hmm. and if you don't like it, that's completely fine. Yes, right. You don't have to be great at everything. Right, and I, I think that's the great part of the adventure, because some things you do find that you like that completely surprise you. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, like I took my first golf lesson, and I always thought, I, I don't, yeah. I don't get golf. Who goes around and hits a ball and with a stick? Big deal. Spends <laughs> the whole day doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually had a golf lesson and really enjoyed it, and think I might be good at it. I have to come back to that though, because I haven't, you know, I haven't had the time to pursue that. But I know that I will. Gee, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> <He's> so busy. <laughs> and what's interesting about this book is that you also have research to back up you know, um, why we do certain things. Right. And I like that. Well, I think, yeah, I wanted to know, especially after I was done with my journey and I started writing the book, I am an investigative reporter. I've been a reporter all my life. And I knew that it worked anecdotally for me, but I wanted to know why does it work? Why would it work for other people? And I found Mm -hmm. there's an enormous amount of of research on this. Uh, For example, like, I did a lot of things going back to childhood. You know, I did a cartwheel. I learned a hula hoop. <laughs> and, um, you know, I started playing more. And it turns out there's a great deal of research that shows some of the most successful people in the world have a great play life. You know, they're competitive or they're in sports or they're doing hobbies. They, they're doing things where they play. Yes. When you think about it, when you play, sometimes the best ideas come to you. That's right. I know we forget as adults that we need playtime and how important playing is. And even if it's something so basic like painting or whatever it is, water skiing, something. Right. And it's not just playing. And of course, it's learning. And your brain, quite frankly, when you start doing the same thing day in and out, and we are creatures of habit, mm-hmm. we do do the same, you know, we get up, we eat oatmeal, we get on the treadmill, you, you know, you wear the same things, you talk to the same people. It's like Groundhog Day, and your brain gets completely bored. It wants, it loves new information. It yes. does, it, sometimes it doesn't, really doesn't matter what it is. One day I learned the alphabet backwards as a first. And don't <laughs> ask me to do it because I cannot do it right. <laughs> that was it. I don't remember it. But, but the brain loves new. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine uh, recently, she's going through a rough time. She's getting a divorce. And she's been unhappy for a while. Uh, she lives out of town, but she said 
she That's said, tough. hey, I want you to know I'm doing a first. I signed up for a paint like Van Gogh and drink wine class. <laughs> and I said, I know you're good at drinking wine. Right. I, I didn't know about the painting. She said, I'm terrible. I have no idea how to paint. Good anyway, at the beginning of the class, she text, she sent me, um, she texted me a picture of her blank canvas. Oh. I'm like, great, okay. Yeah. Two hours later, I hadn't heard from her. And I said, hey, what happened to your painting? <laughs> and she texted me the most beautiful oh, nice. painting. But the best part was she had filled that canvas. Mm-hmm. And the best part was she said, I'm so happy. Oh. I'm so happy. So inspiring. And it it made me feel wonderful that she got out there and did this. But that is the effect sometimes when we... Just go do something. Right. It sure we, is. different. We forget that is the impact it has on us. Now, do you find since you, you had this experience, and then did you have it in mind that you're going to turn it into a book? Um, you know, all along the way I would run into people who would say, that would be a good book. But quite frankly, at the end of my year, my life had opened up so much. I'd gone back to school. I was teaching school. I was still working full-time. I, I wasn't, it really wasn't on, on the agenda. Sure. But um, someone serious contacted me and said, listen, this blog is great. It should be a book. And I said, okay. And, I, it, you know, I quickly got connected to an agent. And we, you know, things happened actually pretty quickly. We came up with a proposal and then boom, uh, Penguin bought it. And I was writing a book. <laughs> So in your spare it, time, <laughs> it, it, you know, I, I did. I had to put some of the other things on hold, uh, the going to school and teaching for a little bit. What were you going to school for, by the way? Well, I so part of my journey was I, I've always wanted to teach journalism mm-hmm. and I want to get my master's. So I'm working on my master's online, uh, which is challenging, first of all, just to get into grad school. Yes, it is. Uh, because I had to take the GRE, and I write about this in the book. I had to take it twice. I know. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm like so me. bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah, that's, I, I hope, I'm sure that I will be teaching uh, in the future. You and should. part of my journey was getting a chance to teach uh, that opened up during the year. And knowing that, yeah, that's something I'm going to do again, something I love, and something that will be part of my future as my life evolves. Look how that was an end result out of this whole experience of you finding a new you, and it's, it's very inspiring. Do you, do you find that you still are intrigued by doing new things every once in a while? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I, almost every day I probably say, all right, you know what, I, I, I was just thinking about the canvas story. I mean, in a way, if you look at your life every day like it is, each day could be a blank canvas, and you ask yourself, what am I going to do today that's different? I, I do do that. I might not ever, I might not be doing something huge like, you know, the time I ziplined or, <laughs> I don't know, rode a mechanical bull. Mm-hmm. But um, every day I really do ask that question. That's good. What am I going to do? The other day I took a um, build 
a terrarium class. Oh, and that's so cute. I loved it. I think I saw a picture of you online holding a terrarium. Right. Yes. I mean, so I do try when I see something that intrigues me and I can work it into my schedule. You know, I think classes, any kind of class, mm-hmm. uh, is just a good way to do a first. And, you know, it, it, we've had the worst winter ever oh, yes. here in Philadelphia. It's been brutal. And just walking into a warm garden center and being at a table with 12 strangers with a pile of dirt and rocks. <laughs> <laughs> you forget where you are. Yeah, it just, I was like, I felt better right away. That's fantastic. Luann, this has been great chatting with you. And uh, give me your website so if people want to check you out and follow you. Absolutely. My website is luannkahn.com. Just run it together, L-U-A-N-N-C-A-H-N. And also, you know, I just started something online just, it's the first. We started something called the I Dare Me Club on Facebook. So if you want to join us there and tell us about things you're thinking about doing uh, as a first and get some inspiration, that's another good place to come, too. I love it. By the way, do you, I didn't ask you this, do you have a mantra? Do you have a Uh, quote? (laughs) You know, I think my mantra changes, but I do every day think of the sentence, I dare me to blank. Oh, that's great. And and try to fill in that blank as Mm -hmm. often as I can Mm -hmm. with something new. That would keep anybody out of a funk. <laughs> it real. I'm telling you, it is. It really does work. It really does work. And I, I do. I, I, if you're in a funk, I think it's worth saying. If you're in a funk, mm-hmm. it is hard to start doing new things. You do have to push yourself. You do. Because when you've been in a funk for a while, you shut down. Right. So it takes a little practice. Right. But it can be done. And by the way, I think if I smoked a cigar, I'd feel a little barfy. <laughs> <laughs> My cigar was really sweet, and I liked it, but that was, that was a first and last. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> you, you might. I, I learned that there are different kinds of cigars. You might, you might find one you like. All right. Well, Luann, it's been great having you on the show. Thank you so much, Thanks. Jenny. Have a great day. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Luann Kahn joining us on Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine. Her book is called I Dare Me, How I Rebooted and Recharged My Life by Doing Something New Every Day. That's a wrap for today's show. I'll be back here next Monday at 9 o'clock. Up next, Sheldon Abbott with Cure for the Blues. If you missed any part of today's show, it'll be up on my blog within the hour, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. See you next week. The opinions and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule.